Welcome to Doc's Outside the Box Podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry. You're getting real life insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. Yo, 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 what's up? What's good, everyone? This is Dr. Nee. I'm joined by... Dr. Renee. Yo, you paused for a second there. You flinched. <laughs> it was like from that movie for... You remember Shaft? Yeah. The first one? Yo, what is his name? Yo, Tito. Why you flinched? No, I don't think it was... I think he used the... <laughs> he used the Spanish curse word, actually. Did he? He said, yo, something. Why you flinch? Oh... Well, anyway, what's good, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to another Ask Dr. Nee segment. I got my wife, Dr. Renee, here, back by popular demand. What's good? How you doing? <laughs> I'm back by popular demand. Yeah, everybody asked for you to come back, yo. Really? Yeah. I gave everybody $20, so they better have. Which account you paid them from? <laughs> <laughs> we trying to keep a budget, so is there something you want to let me know about? I paid them from the joint account. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's going to be a bunch of IOUs <laughs> that's going to arrive in everybody's either email or in their mail because we ain't got no money. <laughs> but yeah, I want to welcome everyone back to the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We've been off for about two weeks. Yeah. Um, had to kind of, you know, take some time away, you know, spend some time at home, you know, doing some other things and stuff. So just wasn't ready to come out with an episode yet. So yeah, it's been busy. decided to come back with an episode where, you know, kind of giving people an update, you know, what's going on with you, what's going on with us. Um, and then also someone submitted a question yeah. and we're going to answer that question on this show. So why don't we get right to it and let's talk about your book launch, how good old V <laughs> mess up the title my of bad. my book. Go ahead. <laughs> what is the title of my book, Dr. Nee? <laughs> how good old V came to be. No, it's how good old Dr. V you forgot I was a doctor. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm actually just testing her out and stuff just to see if she remembers. But yes, yeah. your book, you came out, your your book launched uh, a little over a week ago. How yeah. good old Dr. V came to be yeah. launched. Um, that was a really good launch. So we found a work and play. Yeah. Um, which is basically like a co-working, a co-working space, space. Um, up here in Jersey. And we rented a, a portion of the place and we had it all going. We had posters. We had everything. You did your Facebook launch yeah. uh, with the book. We did it on Instagram. Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. We did it on, uh, what else did we do it on? No, that was it. That Facebook was it. and Instagram, yeah. Facebook and Instagram. I just stuck to the two that I that I probably know best. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so How Good Old Dr. V came to be at my children's book. I launched actually the day before Thanksgiving, uh, and it went really, really well. So, yeah, it went very well. Yeah. So, so you wrote the book um, about, what, a year before, but then mainly mm-hmm. because of, you know. Well, I wrote the book, it's probably like two years, and then the book was ready to publish about a year before, and then life happened, then I got pregnant, then I didn't feel like... <laughs> launching because it was just too much work um and then finally i decided to just you know bite the bullet and launch after right after i delivered actually i contacted my publisher and said i'm ready to launch Mm. well good thing you did and that's something that i wanted to ask you about is Mm -hmm. because 
Well, why don't you tell people the results of this whole thing, this whole process of what exactly is launching? Some people don't even understand that. What does that mean? Yeah. Take them through that, you know. So launching your book, I mean, you could write a book, right? And then you could just put it up on Amazon. And then you could just tell people about it, word of mouth, or just post something on Facebook real quick. And then people either buy it or they don't. But when you launch a book, what you're doing is, you know, more of a more of a promo of a book, like a like a big promo of a book. And so launching a book actually takes a little bit of planning. Um, and, you know, launching a book isn't necessarily like the, you know, it, it's it's not like, let's put it like this. It's not as big as a gender reveal. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of gender reveals, did you see that one where like they had a balloon? It was the husband, wife, and the daughter already there. Uh-huh. And it was, they had a big balloon. And obviously it was a boy, but... I don't know what happened, but someone put too much dye Uh-oh. in there. So when he popped it, when the husband popped it, like all the dye like exploded on the girl. And she just had this mean face. Of like, <laughs> like you could tell that this was going to be a meme in the future, right? And you could tell she's going to be really upset when she saw her little baby brother like, you did this to you me, You did right? this to me. <laughs> we see some pretty bad gender reveals. Gender reveals, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was it wasn't... You know, a book launch isn't as big as a gender reveal necessarily. Or it could be. <laughs> or it could be. It could be. But it doesn't have to be, right? So there is some planning, though, that has to go into it. Um, you've got to know kind of... Um, All right, let's start from the beginning. Like, why do you want to do a book launch? Like, well, wanna, why, I mean, I just... If I, if I go with a publisher and I just put the book out, then that's good enough, right? Well... I mean, that's good enough, but then your question is, is good enough good enough, right? So you want to do a book launch because you want people to be aware of the fact that you wrote the book. You want to do a book launch because it helps you to kind of promote your brand, right? Um, you know, so basically it's like if you, if you write this book and it comes out, it doesn't necessarily mean that people will buy it. You need to let people know about right. the book. Yeah, Almost it's not like, a build it, they will come right. kind of thing. You write your blog, all of a sudden people right. are, people are all of a sudden to, at to your blog. Or right. you do a podcast, yeah. people don't want to listen. You got to let people know. Exactly. You have to let people know that it's out there. So you're building your brand. And um, you also want people to know that you wrote a book because in building your brand, you want to be able to be known for something, right? So what is the content um, of your book saying about you as a brand, right? Because that's just, that's more information that you're putting out there for people to kind of know who you are, what you're about, what you talk about, what your expertise is. So that's why you want to do a book launch. Um, and my book launch um, had a little bit of background work. So um, I did some promotions. If you saw um, on Facebook, there was for about a good week and a half, two weeks where people were actually showing uh, that they either wrote the book or wrote the book, got the book, read the book, read the book with their children, showed their children reading the book, gave their reviews. So um, I basically, you know, asked people to promote the book. Um, yeah, I remember we we mailed out a bunch mm-hmm. of advanced copies to people who you knew right. would have your back, people who would... Right, you know, not only get the book, but take pictures, take pictures, and post it on social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how far in advance did you do that? Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, it was like the day before. <laughs> well, no. So if your book launch, your, your book launch was on Thanksgiving, excuse me, your book launch oh, was yeah, the day yeah, before yeah, Thanksgiving. That's right, day of, yeah, that means we got the book out at least six, five to six days before that. Was it five to six days? Yeah, it was about five to six days before. I feel that. like all of that time was just like crunched together. Yeah. So I remember we were going to the post office. Yeah. We sent oh, out, we yeah, sent yeah, out yeah. the packages. Yeah. I did mail. send out some books the day before, but that was kind of like extra stuff that I had sent out. I think those were like four or five books extra mm-hmm. that I sent out. Yeah. So, so you but sent you're right. The-, the bulk of the books were about five days before. So we sent the books out. You wanted people to read it with their kids, take mm-hmm. pictures, use a special hashtag to kind of just build the right. momentum and letting people know that there's hashtag this book coming. Hashtag good old Dr. V. Right. Yeah. So letting people know that there's this book coming out. It's coming out. It's coming mm-hmm. out. Wait for your book launch yep. uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So and that was one it, step. Yeah. And it built, you know, doing that built some anticipation, right? And I kind of talked about that during the book launch that it built anticipation because people then started asking, well, where can I get this book? Right. You make it kind of like it's this exclusive club almost, right? Like, wait a minute, who has this book? Why are they, you know, why is everybody on social media showing this book and I don't have the book and I don't know where to get it. And so what you, what you should know, chicken sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Except nobody was getting stabbed was in the parking lot. Wouldn't that be fly though? No, that would not. Book? No, no. <laughs> y'all want that good old Doctor V book, yo? <laughs> no. What do you mean you ain't got it here? No. <laughs> Holding up a Barnes and Nobles. No. What do you mean you ain't got this book here? <laughs> world star, world star. <laughs> no, please don't world star with my book, please. Um. <laughs> Selling it on eBay for a thousand dollars, your book basically. That's amazing. Oh my god! But yeah, no. So it it builds anticipation. Um, it's almost like a scarcity but exclusivity kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. Okay, so you sent books out to people. You started basically a campaign online through Facebook. Um, you know, some people may be listening. They're like, "Well, shouldn't my publishing company do this?" I mean, it's in their best interest to make mm-hmm. sure the book launch went well. What happened in your situation? Why didn't your publishing company do that? Mm-hmm. Is this something that publish? You know, if you're pub, if you're with a publishing company, um, should they expect the company to do this, or is this something that we all should be doing on our own? You know, because it's my first book, I can't really say, right? And because now we're in the age of self publishing, um, you know, not all publishing companies are, you know, born equal, if you will. Um, so I, I actually don't know the answer to that. I, I just know in my case that my publisher was, you know, my publisher is a publisher that promotes self-publishing. Um, so, I mean, from that standpoint, if I did want them to do any marketing, I had to obviously invest a little bit more into that. But I felt that I was capable of doing my own marketing. Um, and so that's that's what I did. No, so I, I think I think that makes sense though, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I think obviously the publisher that you went with, that we went with, um, wasn't as expensive as going with, you know. Well, first of all, trying to get into like you know the Harvard presses or the Penguin, right? You know those big mm-hmm. dogs, like they're not looking, they're not going to let us have the same type of access to putting out a book, right? As if going down a self-published route or you finding a publisher mm-hmm. that would allow us to to do what you wanted to do. Um, so you had to kind of take things into your hand, but yeah. that shouldn't discourage people because mm-hmm. you were really successful, right? So through sending, first of all, writing the book 
and then sending out advanced copies to everyone, starting an internet campaign, which really wasn't much, right? right. You found like 20 to 30 people who you trusted mm-hmm. would have your back, right? Yeah. You mailed them the books. They took pictures, put it on Facebook, put it on a hashtag so yeah. that it can kind of stay within the same domain. You know, we rented out a, a, a co-working space mm-hmm. and, you know, had like the holiday, you know, background in the back, you know, in yep. the background and everything. Yep. Through all of that, we want to know. So how did you do? How did your book launch go? So the book launch was pretty successful. I had, I don't know how many people actually attended, but there were, it had to have been, I don't know. It was a lot of people who attended, at least on Facebook and between Facebook and IG. I have to say maybe 100. Mm, I don't know. That's huge. That's huge. Um, you know, and in and out, right? Like not consistently 100 for an hour, but like in and out. Um, and then as far as Amazon is concerned, I ended up being the number one new release in um, jobs and careers in children's book. And I stayed at number one for about a week and then i made the bestseller list also hey, hey congratulations so, congratulations thank you I feel like, I should be like martin be like you go girl <laughs> <laughs> remember that show oh yeah you go you girl, go, girl. <laughs> so basically thank you. so when you're on your book launch um during that time you're encouraging people to buy the book mm-hmm. uh, encouraging people to buy multiple copies of the book Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it worked, it worked, yeah. right? You had a successful book launch. It's really hard. Like you told me, I didn't know, right. but it's really hard in your category, which was. Yeah. In children's, apparently in children's books, it's really hard to make the bestseller list. And that's probably because I don't know, I'm not sure why actually it's, it's so hard, but, um, that's what I was told anyway, that it's really hard to, to make the bestseller list in children's books. And it's probably because. You know, people buy children's books a lot and then, you know, they buy them in bulk oftentimes. And so I, I don't know why. I can't tell you why. But that's what I was told, um, that it's pretty difficult to make, uh, you know, the bestseller list and number one in children's books. But you did it. So you did it. Congratulations. You. Number thank one. You. Best I do want to shout out. Can I shout out my coach? Yes, go ahead. So my coach is Dr. Dreon Birch, and I would like to shout him out. For helping me um, along this journey. Um, so he he definitely played an integral role in helping me um, kind of get the creative juices flowing on how to become a number one bestseller on Amazon. So shout out and kudos to him. Well, congratulations. I'm really proud of you to see you basically go from just kind of creating haikus <laughs> this started off making started off from the concept of just making haikus and stuff. I don't know that I made a haiku. Or whatever it was, like it was like I what are you making? Haiku since fifth grade. Whatever. I was just like, what is this that you're creating? And you're like, I'm gonna make this a book. Like what? Yeah. You know, to go from that to actually creating the book, and then you know the illustrations and getting the illustrator that took a minute. Yeah. Um, and then you know taking some time off, having our second son, yeah. but now you know it just seems like it's all coming together nicely, right? And yeah. You became, you know, number one in, you know, children's books. and Well, not uh, the whole of children's books, jobs and careers. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's our show. We can say whatever we want to say on this, right? <laughs> and then you became a bestseller. So I, yeah. hope, I hope that the audience kind of learned something yeah. about this. Because I think ultimately the biggest thing from this is, is that, you know, I always say this, but, you know, and I'm not the 
you know, I'm not the person who came up with this concept, but the, the gatekeepers are gone, right? right. Like, right. you know, we're in a new age, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. take us back 20, 30 years, the ability to kind of write your own book, you know, at a yeah. really, at cost. That was um, either by a really cheap way or by doing some type of self publishing way mm-hmm. would be virtually impossible. Right. And then not only there, put getting the book out, but then getting it to a point where you're getting mass appeal. Mm-hmm. You know, that is something that. It's the power of social media, yeah. I'm telling you. Like you said, the gatekeepers are gone. And, you know, now that um, you have a lot of advertising companies asking influencers to do things, it's like, wow, you know, all of a sudden the audience has become the gatekeeper. Yes. The, co- the audience determines what's what's right. good or not, basically. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, look, um, on the topic of making money outside of medicine, like I feel like we talk about, you know, just being, you know, docs outside the box, but on the topic of making money outside of medicine uh we finally decided to uh diversify and not just pay off debt not just mm-hmm. you know um invest in the stock market which you know we know eventually that market is going to come down but we decided to go into real estate yep and this is something that um We're i have some experience new. i have some experience in real estate uh, i've been uh, i had my own spot um, when I started residency back in 2006, and then we kind of held on to it until what last year? Last, Actually, yeah. this year. This year, this year. Was we got May. rid of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we sold really, that property. Yeah, we didn't. We sold it at a loss. Uh, mm-hmm. We weren't making much money. Then. No, we broke even. We broke even. We broke even. Yeah. But um, I've been really reluctant to get back into real estate, but it seems <laughs> like you know now is the time for us to do this and make a move. So we finally put in an offer. And drum roll, please, Renee. We are now the owners of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we put in an offer, got mad nervous, and uh, we got rejected. Promptly, too. They were like, yeah, they no called thing. us back in an hour. They're like, uh, no. Yeah, you know, like yeah, thanks, no thanks, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but the reason why we bring that up, y'all, is to let y'all know that you know we're all about documenting and letting letting you all know that you know the, you know this thing is a grind. When people say that mm-hmm. you have to put in plenty of offers, particularly in certain areas where we are in, yeah, New Jersey, the market is hot out here. The market is hot. The block is hot. Yeah, it's expensive. Um, it's just like that here. So we put in an offer, which was roughly about forty thousand to no, no, what thirty thousand to forty thousand less than what they were asking yeah, for. Yeah, um, mainly because you know we are fans of bigger pockets. We are fans of running the numbers. So we ran the numbers, and we realized, well, if you they, they may not know what bigger pockets is. Oh, bigger pockets is this huge movement. It's part of a it's big a community. It's a community. Yeah. They have a podcast, which I highly recommend that you all take a listen to. Y'all need to, right now, as we are <laughs> talking, mm-hmm. I'll put in the show notes, the link, but yeah. you guys need to listen to this podcast. If you're interested in any form or fashion, learning about real estate, mm-hmm. you know, we've had uh, uh, Passive Income MD come and talk about this. Yep. We've had Semi-Retired MD, that power couple come on and talk about it. So now we're jumping into it. So uh, maybe you want to talk to us about um, some of the points of, you know, buying a house, the ins and outs, some of those things. What do you think? Well, buying a house, I, I don't know how well-versed I am in buying a house, but at least looking for a house, <laughs> I know that <laughs> I'm probably very well-versed in that because I've been looking at a lot of houses lately. So, so how many houses are you looking at per day? Oh, God. Um, well, I have to at least be looking at at least five a day, mm-hmm. at the very least five a day. I probably should be running more numbers. So as you know, as what does that we, mean? What does that mean? Running the numbers. So basically, so 
when when right now we're looking at the MLS, which is the you know the listing. I forget what MLS stands for, but basically it's the main listing where most people will go to look for houses. So if you're going to look even for your dream house, chances are you're going to go to the MLS to to go find it. So that's where we're starting right now. There are plenty of other ways um, to look for a house, but we're starting off with the MLS for this first investment potentially. Um, so when you go to the MLS, uh, let's say you go to realtor.com, right? That's actually one of my favorites because it has a lot of information on there. But if you go to realtor.com and, um, you find a house that you think looks interesting for us, we're looking for multifamily houses. So duplexes, um, triplexes and fourplexes, um, if you go onto realtor.com and you put in that you're looking for multifamily houses and you come up, you come across a house that you like, then what happens is you have to do what they call running the numbers. And I've learned this from bigger pockets. Um, and running the numbers basically means not just looking to see whether or not the rent is going to cover the mortgage, right? Because that's, that's a very baseline kind of like maybe screening test to see if you're at least the rents will will cover the mortgage kind of thing. Um, but there are a lot of other numbers that you need to be looking at. So you need to um, look at obviously the the comps in the area, right? The comparisons in terms of how does the house compare to other houses that sold in the area because you don't want to over pay for a house um you right you have to look at what the rent comps are also so not just the sales comps but the rent comps right so you need to know whether or not if you have a two-bedroom apartment um and a three-bedroom apartment let's say in a duplex you need to know well how much are the rents actually going for because if the rents are going for nine hundred and a thousand dollars but you want the rent to be two thousand and you know twenty five hundred. You're probably not going to get that in that area. You're gonna get a bunch of nah sons. Yes, nah shun, <laughs> shun, nah shun. Yeah, thank you. You're not gonna be thank able to you. do that. Thank you. Thanks. So <laughs> you don't like my shuns. This is my show. You don't like my shuns. <laughs> nah shun, shun. So, $900. Yeah. And they're saying the rent is too damn high, like what I'm saying in yeah, this place right here. Yeah, too damn high. Because you can't go for, well, you can, depending on what neighborhood you go to. But right. not to cut you off, but you need the rent comparisons. You need to know yeah. what's realistic for your neighborhood. Right. You need to know all of that information because that information is going to, you know, determine a lot of other numbers that you're going to be looking at, which, you know, I'm not going to get into all of the numbers here because I think that's beyond the scope of this particular episode. Maybe we can talk about that you know, a little bit more, a little bit later on, and especially when we're definitely much more well-versed in it. Um, but there's, you know, something called um, the cap rate, you know, there's something called the 1% rule, you know, capital expenditures, you know, all kinds of things that you need to really consider your net operating income. Um, so there are a lot of numbers and concepts that you need to understand before you actually buy an investment property. Because if you don't, you could end up with the money pit, 
Yeah. So you basically end up buying something mm-hmm. and you It doesn't cash flow. It do, you don't you're not getting enough rent mm-hmm. to cover the mortgage or any other things and you end up renovations, like said, things like that. You end up mm-hmm. kind of just throwing money after money after money. Yeah, good and, money after bad. Right. So how long does it take you? Let's say you let's say you're looking at a house, right? You see something on MLS or a realtor comes to you and says, I got this place mm-hmm. that's nice. You know, all these different things. How long does it take you to run the numbers so that we can make a decision if we're going to make an offer on it? I mean, you could run the numbers. Literally, it takes like five minutes. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's not, you know, especially like I, you mentioned bigger pockets. You know, on the bigger pockets community, they have a rental property, like a rental property calculator that you can use. And what's nice about uh, bigger pockets is that they often have like these free webinars. That you can sign up for. And once you sign up for the free webinars, they give you examples of how to run the numbers. And it's like prelim, right? It's not like you're sitting through a real estate course, you know, real estate investment course. But it's something that, you know, I think your average person can can understand. Mm. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. So, you know, for people who are interested in learning more about this stuff, I definitely recommend. There's a ton of books out there. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of courses out there, but I definitely recommend, you know, joining the Bigger Pockets community. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend listening to their podcast. And um, if you want to take it a step further, if you want to actually have like an intensive course, the previous episode, episode mm-hmm. 137, I had semi retired MD, like I said before. Um, they're a badass couple. Um, it's Dr. Leticia as well as Dr. Kenji. Um, they're out on the West Coast, but they have a course. Um, if you go to the show notes, you can definitely mm-hmm. uh, learn more about how to cash flow, how to right. identify and cash flow uh, these properties. And that's the primary way in which they're able to have this semi, quote unquote, semi retired life where they're mm-hmm. traveling to Hawaii. I just <laughs> Hawaii. 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 Um, I don't and, know that there's. I don't know that they say V for their W. I don't know. I'm just making it up. Yeah, I'm to make I don't it think sound. Hawaiians. So say that. on this show, are you just gonna call me out the whole time? I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm like, Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, listen, listen. Just go to the show notes. Make sure you click on the link to learn more about their course. There's actually three more days. <laughs> Um, as of actually two more days as of Friday um, that you can register for the course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm an affiliate, um, but you know me how I do on this show. I rarely uh, am an affiliate or sponsor, um, allow sponsors to go on my show unless I really believe in their product, which I do. Um, so make sure you check that out um, and show some 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 support. Um, if you decide to sign up for that course, just, you know, small disclaimer that helps the show to grow. So the other thing I want to talk to people about is we're going to answer a question later on, but I want to remind people like, yo, leave a question. If you have any questions mm-hmm. about the we show, like questions. we like questions, yo, we like questions. We, you know, two heads, you know, we think about things, we talk about things. we got a whole team here. Um, also, don't forget about Cheryl. Also, we think about things. Um, but if you go to the website, go to Dr. Nee Darko.com. That's D-R-N-I-I-D-A-R-K-O.com. Yo, go to the website and go to the right-hand side of the website. You'll see a blue tab, and it says, Ask Me a Question. Just click on that, and you can leave a voice question on SpeakPipe. If you go to the previous Ask Dr. Nee segment, um, I actually put out two voicemails, and we answered them about people telling us about the show, some questions, and what have you. So that's one of the easiest ways to leave a question. Mm -hmm. Um, The next way is, um, is by Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, go on Instagram and goes do- down in the DM. Hey, it go down in the DM. It goes down. What? Hey, <laughs> people are like yo, what is going on on this show, yeah? 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. This is sleep deprivation, okay? Yeah, yeah, sleep deprivation. Seriously, these kids, ooh, they don't sleep. <laughs> we should start recording more at this time, though. We're more livelier at this time. Though, so. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just more delirious at this time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so leave us a message. DM me on Instagram. That's at Dr. Nee. So D R N I I D A R K O. Um, or Twitter. Facebook, you can leave me a message also, but. I You're prefer- not going to read it. Yeah, don't, prefer- don't, don't, yeah. don't leave him a message. And it's not that Facebook. I don't, it's not that I don't use Facebook, but I just literally, I feel like Facebook is like a chasm of like so many different things. It's like, there's, yeah. the, there's the docs outside the box page. There's the docs outside the box nation page. Then there's my personal account. Then there's all these different, then there's the messengers like, damn, how many different ways can people get in touch with me through <laughs> there's Facebook? There's a personal messenger. And then there's the business page messenger. Right. I'm like, well, this is crazy. You know, <laughs> yeah you gotta pull it together facebook Uh, i'm starting to agree with you on that yeah yeah facebook has to pull it together but so you mentioned i have a question for you you mentioned that you're an affiliate for uh dr kenji and dr uh leticia so tell me about um your plans on letting people advertise on your show like is this gonna be yeah we gonna open it up to the public y'all we want to see what y'all have to offer. So listen, I know a lot of times people, you know, listen to podcasts mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever social media thing and they see this advertisement that's coming from this big company right. or a company that has a ton of money behind them, right? Whatever food X company is or whatever car X company is or mm-hmm. whatever internet this or what whatever it is. In other words, you have to be a big sponsor in order to sponsor. Right, right. So I want to kind of change and flip you know the uh, the tables on that basically, and the allow gatekeepers are gone. Right, the gatekeepers are gone, and I want to give you all the listeners. First of all, I just want to thank you all for supporting all of our advertisers. You guys mm-hmm. put your hard earned money to supporting our advertisers, and the only reason that they continue to advertise on this show and allow this show to grow is because you guys trust the relationship that we have with our advertisers. Mm-hmm. You guys are supporting them. The set for life people want yeah, low cost. They want yeah. low cost. You know, disability insurance, physician CEO. We got mm-hmm. at least five people who signed up for that course, and this is a big ticket um, yeah. item. Yeah, people are flying from all parts of the country and even outside of the country to go to this course and learn mm-hmm. about business. Um, and then also Oats Overnight. Let's not forget about them. I love Oats Overnight. We got to order a new batch. Um, I but love also, Oats Overnight. don't forget if you use. Uh, I'm going to put the code in the. In the uh, in the show notes, show I actually notes. forgot. I think it was Darko Ten or something. Yeah, like Darko Ten. Darko for, Ten for ten percent off. Yeah, for ten yeah. percent off. Um, so oats overnight, right? Oats over, right? <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you right now, oats overnight. You know they. Um, it's so good. They sponsored the show, but we already were fans before. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Well, that's why we. That's I think that's why they ended up sponsoring the show. Yeah, because I got to tell you, if it sucked, I'd have been like, yeah, don't let them sponsor. The show. <laughs> <laughs> I need that money. Though, I don't care. I, need that money I don't shun. care. No, money uh-uh. we're not gonna let our audience eat crap. No way. But Oats Overnight is so good. Yeah, it's good. It's convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, especially for you people who wake up and are doing shift work where you have to be at work by yeah. six o'clock, seven o'clock in yep. the morning. Hospitalists, critical care docs, trauma surgeons, or late at night. ER, you know, late at night doc, like, docs ugh, who are on night, night shift. Mm-hmm. You know. 
have oats overnight at you know six in the morning or five yeah. in the morning while you're signing out and yep. that's your breakfast rather than having to get online and you know how it is so yeah we we, we are we don't, we don't need to go down that path but make sure you yeah. check the show notes for the code which is darko 10 to get 10 percent off but listen i want to give you all an opportunity i'm mad excited so if you are a coach um if you're thinking about becoming a coach if you have a course um you know mm-hmm. whatever it may be if you think that the audience Wants to hear about it, man. Yeah, hit you us have up. a conference coming up. If maybe. you have a conference coming up, hit yeah. us up, yo. Let us know. Come and advertise on Docs Outside the Box podcast. We are hitting yeah. thousands of people. people you can give them the like three finger discount. Can't give them five. What's the three finger discount? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but the five five sounds like a lot. <laughs> I got five on it. I don't know why I said that, but it just sounded funny. I got five on me. <laughs> Yo, we need to get some sleep. But listen, yeah, if y'all are interested, hit us up. You know, go to uh, drneedarko.com forward slash contact or even forward slash sponsors. Yeah. Um, sponsorship, I think. Just go to drneedarko.com. It's on now. <laughs> You'll there's see either all the sponsorship. There's also a contact me. And if you're interested, I highly recommend if you have something that you're coming out with a conference, if you have a course, mm-hmm. if you're a coach, if you want to be able to talk to the people directly, you know, why wait and do, you know, Facebook ads, which, you know, are good, mm-hmm. um, but you can reach people directly through the podcast podcast. so hit us up yo all right yeah so your direct audience so so it's it's um it's december you know another year is coming gone we're getting to 2020 i can't believe there's a couple things we gotta work on 20 years into 2000 right y2k since y2k yep remember y2k expecting all the lights to go out oh my god Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, it's going to be mayhem and chaos. And then the, stru- the clock struck 12 and everybody was like, all right. <laughs> if you're at your, at your work, you're waiting to go home. Like, maybe exactly. Fail and I'll go that home. was anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> but time flies, right? It does. Time flies. It does. Man. So we got a lot of things we got to work on. We got to work on our theme. You know, we typically have a family theme. Yeah, what was our theme this year? I think the theme this year was uh, was what unity? Not no, not unity. No, was, not unity. Um, that was last year, I think. Uh, not what? uh, what's the name? It was not resolutions, results. Oh yeah, okay. So we're gonna have to in January. We'll have to do an episode about that and talk about how that, what results we got. What yeah. results we got? Um, so we have to work on the theme for twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's kind of talk about some of our favorite things. Right? These are a few of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of those things. So I'm gonna start it off with um, with the podcast that I listen to consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so the con- the podcast that I've been listening to consistently, and it's changed, right? There's the podcast that I listened to in 2015, and right. you know, or in you know 2014, 15, 16 are definitely not the same as the ones that I listen to now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm definitely listening to Bigger Pockets, which we described before, mm-hmm. which is about real estate and learning how to hack that the best way. I'm listening to the His and Her Money show. Which has changed in and of itself, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, they've evolved. Yeah, they have evolved, yeah. which is good, right? You can't yeah, stay stagnant. absolutely. I, I kind of look at them as almost like, uh, you know, like, they're kind of like on a pedestal, right? Like mm-hmm. you look at them as these are the people that you kind of want to emulate things of and they're never stagnant. 
Right. right? They're always changing things up. So mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate their show. But if you're interested in how to get out of debt, if you're interested in finding a community of people who mm-hmm. you know think that all debt is bad um, and are willing to talk about this, then um, I recommend their show. Their show is really good. Yeah. Um, obviously, So Money with Farnoosh. Absolutely. Um, that's a great show. Um, not just for women, right? Right. Not just right. for women. I'm a big fan. Um, I'm enjoying all the time the new guests that she has on the mm-hmm. show. I'm enjoying her Ask you know, Farnoosh Fridays where she's answering questions. So I definitely recommend that you all check that out also um but i also sometimes i don't listen to just you know money shows i don't listen to just um shows about real estate i'm just listening you know just in general about things social issues social issues yeah you know that's my thing Um, right now comedy comedy (laughs) um so right now i am listening to Mm torre so i like the torre show yeah. Never mind his intro. I'm not a big fan of his intro, but Yeah, Tore, if you're listening, which he's probably not cuz <laughs> he's not a doctor, but Tore, you really need to change that intro. Yeah. 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 I don't like his intro. But I do like his show. He needs to take my course. <laughs> <laughs> Tore, if you're listening, you need to take the 10 days of podcasting yeah, course. Talk about intro. <laughs> talk about intro. But yeah, the Tore show is something that I I'm down with. I love it. Um, basically kind of social, um, kind of more on the social end, culture end, mm-hmm. um, you know, just doing a, a who's who. Even like an advocacy yeah, spin advocacy. to it also. Yeah. yeah, it's a very good show. Big, big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, this person who I'm a big fan of. Yes. Big fan of her show is Jamel Hill. Yeah. Um, Unbothered, which um, she pulled a boss move. Her show is only on Spotify. Oh, really? Yeah, her show is only available on Spotify. So I didn't realize we were listening to it on Spotify only. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to let people know about our Spotify playlist soon. So we're going to have to release that. But um, for you all who are listening, um, if you try to use uh, on your iPhone, if you try to use, you know, whatever app, the subscribe app or subscription app or on Android, whatever app you use Mm -hmm. outside of Spotify, you won't find her podcast. So you have to download Spotify. It's free. Mm-hmm. And um, you can listen to her show. And I wonder why I, I she, why she, why do you think she did that? They're smart because they have an exclusive contract, right? With her, right. So, in so they order, basically sponsor her show. Well, they produce her show. They mm-hmm. sponsor the show. I mean, they put the show together, right? And they're basically they're trying to build their own network. So mm-hmm. they're jumping. They're putting a lot of money into podcasts. So mm-hmm. this is their way of saying, okay, well, we want to jump into podcasts. Well, how do we get more people to listen to directly Choose, on our platform? Right, right. Right. And the way how you get people to listen directly on your platform is by offering exclusive content. Right. That's yeah. And definitely Jamel Hill is, she's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. I yeah. know she's controversial in, in some regards, but I actually appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed her takes when she was on SportsCenter. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she really took her time to take... Um, a really nuanced view on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of things related to sports and race. Yeah. Um, She's very well thought. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. well thought. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I really enjoy her show. And yeah. also, the cool thing about it is it just seems as though like she's really just betting on herself. So she, I love that. She has a thing with The Atlantic where she's, you know, a columnist for The Atlantic. And then obviously she has her own show. Um, and then she has her own production company. So I really appreciate what she's doing mm-hmm. there. Um, and then last but not least, I'm listening to Side Hustle Pro mm-hmm. um, with Nikalia Matthews, um, which is a great show. Um, yeah. Started off about, you know, mainly um, with, um, you know, the side hustles um, that black women can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's become really a great force to be reckoned with. She was actually on the Today Show. 
Yeah. Um, and I was featured on Oprah on the O Magazine list. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really good show. It gives really good perspectives on. She's the, the one that we met at FinCon. No, no, we have not. Ne- we've never met her. We didn't meet her. No, no. Who am I thinking about? The young lady. She also had a baby. The same year. I remember. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a good show also. Side Hustle Pro. What about you? Yeah. What, what, about you? What, are, what are you listening to? I'm listening to what you're listening to. <laughs> Pretty much. So when you listen to Skip and Shannon, I'm listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't stand Skip, man. Oh, my goodness. Every now and then, I, yeah, I, I got yeah, to get off that. Narcotic. But, um, no, I'm listening, obviously, to, you know, Farnoosh. Um you know, Ty and Talent of His and Her Money, um, Bigger Pockets. You know, I used to get a lot more alone time <laughs> to be able to listen. But, you know. It- well, how about this? How about this? I'd, so I know that from a podcast standpoint, getting your, you know, that time to kind of be alone is hard. Yeah. So how about this? What are you watching? What are your shows right now that you're watching? I know you're doing that. Oh, you know what I'm watching? I'm watching a lot of Sesame Street. <laughs> Besides kid stuff, um, I'm actually, I don't know. I'm like, how to get away with murder, yeah, catching up with murder. that, Yo, catching up with the y- walking guys, dead. That's the how to get away with murder redeemed itself. So yeah. last season, I wasn't a big fan of, um, the show's great, first of yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. So, Even you know, in its worst seasons, yeah, it's great. Well, yeah. it was only one bad season, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it was a bad season, but- it's still a great show. And this past, like, mid-season finale was straight yeah. fire. Bananas. Straight bananas, yeah. yo. Crazy, yeah, crazy. it was really good. It was really good. So, you know, I caught up on that. I'm ca- catching up on The Walking Dead, which we have boycotted for a while. Yeah, because Rick is not on the show. And I think the show is about Rick and his son. And I just feel like yeah. if there's no Rick, if there's, but, no, Carl, if there's no Carl. See, but you're <laughs> Carl. But see, you're inconsistent with that knee. I'm going to tell you why. Because you're the same person that says you know the caliber of a show by whether or not it kills off main characters and can still carry on. And while Rick and Carl (laughs) were main characters, I mean, the show is still ongoing and you refuse to watch it. Because the show is about them. But it's apparently it's not right. So <laughs> maybe maybe they were the main focus of the show, but maybe the show isn't about them, right? So that's why I started watching it again. And uh, yeah, it's it's actually, you know, the writing isn't that great, but I can see what they're doing, and it's 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 not bad. It's okay. not bad. They're they're doing a pretty good job. I'll think about it. I'll think about <laughs> they're it. They're doing a good job. I'll think about it. So So for me, my favorite definitely how to get away with murder. Mm-hmm. Power. We don't have much time to watch, but come on now. Power? That's the funny thing is I don't know why we just we should have said that first. Power. No, we needed to save save the best for last because power Power's a great show. If you guys aren't watching Power on Stars, yeah. We bootleg it. You know, yeah. but if you ain't power watching is power. Good. Now power, you know what's great about power? You know, power has a lot of tension in it, which really keeps the show going. But the other thing that is kind of good and bad about power is that it it can piss you off. Oh, like when they changed the intro and had <laughs> Trey songs. 
Like, yo, what, why do you have to change? I don't understand it. Why do shows do that, right? Like, shows all of a sudden, there's a good thing going, and then, 50 like... Cent. You know what? And then you change. I ain't gonna leave no messages to Fifty Cent because I don't want to mess with him. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want problems. I don't want them problems. You want them problems. I don't want them problems. Fifty Cent look like he don't give a. Yeah. 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 And you don't want me to have to go up to him and be like, "No, you wouldn't make it." What she do to piss you off? What she do to piss you off? Huh? (laughs) You You want me to take care of that? You want to take care of that? You know what I'm saying, Fifty? I'll take care of her, yo. And come back to you. Yeah, like, mess with Fifty Cent for get on out of here. <laughs> Messing with this good man. <laughs> but yo, Power is a great show. I, I recommend yeah. that people watch that. It's a great show. When oh, yeah. we have time, we don't have that much time to watch right. it. But yo, we've been on this <laughs> doing this episode for so long, we have not gone into our question actually oh god i forgot yeah so we got a question uh, a couple of weeks ago this is from a medical student and his name is alan alan aklar i hope i got it right alan akar excuse me and his question is hey doctor i'm currently a medical student thinking about getting an mba while in medical school i was wondering if you could tell me the benefits of having one or if it has helped you out all so far thank you so this is a really good question right Mm -hmm. you're in medical school um there is an opportunity to get a dual degree maybe an mba maybe an mph maybe an mpa whatever it may be um and you're not so sure like what you're going to be doing or using it you know maybe in four possibly five possibly eight years right Mm -hmm. because after that you're going to be in residency and then maybe you know fellowship and then what you know so this is a really good question so briefly me and dr renee we have our mbas Mm -hmm. we're in a dual degree program um at kansas city university of medicine and biosciences where you would get your mba program excuse me you would get your mba degree in four years so it'd be at the same amount of time that it took you to go through med school and mba in four years right Mm -hmm. which was great Uh, We looked at it differently. So when I got it, I thought when I was in medical school that I was going to, you know, kind of open up my own clinic, have a private practice, hang a shingle, and I needed to know the, you know, the talk of business. So that's the reason why I wanted to get one. I don't know if you were thinking the same thing. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. But you kind of had a different view on or take on things once you were in. Once I got into the MBA. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because. Like like you said, I thought I was going to hang my shingle, start my practice, and you know that that would be the end of it. But once I got into the MBA program and started learning more and more about the business of medicine, I realized that there is no business of medicine without the policy of medicine, right? Like the two. Look at you getting all profound on us. Yeah, okay. the two are not mutually exclusive, right? So you know, in order to be able to to do business in medicine, you have to understand health policy because policy really and truly affects, you know, how you get paid, you know, what you can do, how you can approach people, you know, what information you can give out as a physician. I mean, it really just completely controls your practice to to a very large extent. Um, And so I then started to get more interested in health policy to the point where, I started going down the path of looking for health policy fellowship programs. And um, I had a brief, very brief health policy career um, in, you know, in doing the fellowship program and then coming back and directing the fellowship program, um, you know, doing some, some uh, editorials 
um, concerning policy, specifically um, writing for policy prescriptions, um, which is run by Cedric Dark, Dr. Cedric Dark. And, um, you know, it just really opened up uh, just a just a totally different perspective for me, for me, which then I realized I didn't want to start my own practice anymore, you know. Uh, but that that was that was kind of my evolution um, with going into an MBA, MBA program, thinking one thing and coming out doing another. I think I think that's a good answer. I think that anybody who's considering um, getting an MBA should really consider, you know, some factors before getting one. I think the biggest thing is just understanding that you're going to be spending in medical school mm-hmm. as well as residency, you're going to spend the majority of your time being an expert on the human body mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously specializing on a certain part of the human body. Um, so there's not going to be much time at all to really understand like the business sense of medicine f- until you start actually having your own practice um, or, or your own business or in general. your own business in general. Mm-hmm. So I think if you are looking for just gaining like some business skills or, you know, if you want to get like that business acumen, then I think you, you know, getting an MBA may be something that you may be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, too, is, you know, if you are, you know, really interested in like learning like IT, mm-hmm. right, which is huge now. Right. Right. So if you want to understand how EMR systems work, Mm -hmm. how to make EMR systems more, you know, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, how to make them more streamlined with your practice Mm -hmm. and so forth. You can get that from getting an MBA. Yeah, we we definitely got that. Mm -hmm. That's important. Um, The other thing, too, is the understanding of how people work. Right. Which Mm -hmm. I think is probably paramount to all this stuff. Right. Understanding the business skills are important. Understanding the technological things, you know, with business are important, but also understanding how people work. Mm -hmm. Right. How do you encourage people? How do you um, how do you do human resources? Right. Like these are all things that people just don't consider. Right. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes when people leave a job, it's not because they don't like the work that they do there. They're actually leaving the people. Yeah. Leaving the people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that's that's something that I think is is really big. And it's something that plays a huge role is just the management skills. And then last but not least, if you have ever thought about maybe wanting to be like um, a chief medical officer Mm -hmm. or if you want to be, quote unquote, in the C-suite, yeah. You know, of a medical institution or of a large healthcare organization, mm-hmm. then, you know, having some additional training, you know, maybe a, a, an MBA or MPH or MPA or something like that may be helpful also. Yeah, it's a good so. credential to have. It's, I mean, what's, what's nice about, you know, those extra degrees is that it, you know, helps you to, it speaks volumes before you ever open your mouth. Right. So once you see someone's, you know, white coat or you see their resume, CV that says, you know, MD, blah, 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 or DO, blah, 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 then it speaks volumes that this person has extra training. But that being said, you don't necessarily have to have those extra letters behind your name in order to be able to do you know, to, to be successful oh goodness, in business. Right. I mean, we've seen, and I think that's been the biggest thing being on the other side now creating, you know, this podcasting business, you creating your own business with mm-hmm. coaching students, 
Um, and just seeing different people just be successful right. in real estate, people be mm-hmm. successful, you know, as influencers, whatever it may be. Right. So many of them, the majority of them are successful without mm-hmm. having any type of additional degrees. A bunch of them have even gone to college. Right. You know, so right. don't necessarily equate being successful or being able to accomplish all of these things, these four things that I mentioned. With, with a formal education. With a formal education. Mm-hmm. And look, man, the, the stakes are high. Streets are, streets are watching. It's expensive. Right. right. Some of these MBA programs are like 70 Gs. Yeah. You know? Easy. Easy. Yeah. So, you know, I would I would mm-hmm. just kind of think about all these things. I know we're not giving you a definitive answer. Um, but Because just, there isn't one. There isn't a definitive answer. Um, but it's at least good to know the options of what mm-hmm. to expect when you get an MBA. But also at the same time, know that you're adding to your debt. Right. You know, and you have to be really, you know, nowadays, I think you should be really cautious. Cautious. <laughs> cautious is the word. About getting additional degrees and not sure if you're not going to be able to use it, particularly once you go through medical school, residency, fellowship, and then you get to a point where you're like so comfortable. You're like, what? But I remember I got this degree and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do anything about it, but you're paying for it. Right. Right. You're paying for it. So, yeah, I mean, there is no definitive answer to this. You know, I, I would never tell someone, oh, you need to get an MBA. Um because you don't need to get an MBA. Um, you have to determine whether or not an MBA is going to be conducive to your own success in the future. So that that really is a personal choice. Um, I don't have any regrets about my MBA. Um, you know, it, it did help me a lot with, um, especially at the time, because I was, you know, while I was in med school, I was also chairperson of the board of directors of SNMA. So there were a lot of, you know, a lot of things in in running that organization that I felt were, you know, I I felt like I had a little more of a heads up with, you know, when financials, financial statements were placed in front of me, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, so I do understand you know, what the profit and loss statement is, you know, what the income statement is and, and things like that. So I think I had a little bit more of a heads up um, versus if I had just gone to, to medical school um, and not gotten, not been in the MBA program, I think it would have just been a little more challenging for me to, to kind of run the organization. So absolutely. Absolutely. I feel the same way. Yeah. So look, um, thank you very much for submitting that question. That was the bomb. More really questions. questions. More we need questions. more questions. So, guys, remember, hit me up at Dr. Nidarko on Instagram. Um, I will get the message and I will, you know, put it on the show and we'll answer it. Also, you can also leave a voice message um, on the website directly. Go to drnidarko.com. Go to the right hand side of the screen. You'll see a blue tab that says Ask Dr. Nee um, or Ask Me. Click it, leave a voice message. And I will feature your question on the show. Yeah. What I'm really excited about uh, coming up, obviously the new year is coming up, but um, I have a virtual summit coming Yay. up also. So I'm willing to put it out there. So we have a virtual summit Finalement. coming up. Yep. It's coming out in January. So um, that's going to be basically five days of uh, episodes that are Straight. dedicated podcast straight podcast episodes so i'm going to talk more about that as we get into january but i'm putting it out there so it's something that put it um, out there a little more let's hear a little bit more about it yeah so it'll be january 20th to the 24th and um, besides the normal episodes that you hear 
on Mondays and Fridays. This this week or that week, you will hear basically uh, podcasts from different doctors and different notable people um, in social media who've written books, what have you, whatever it may be. People who are doing things outside the box, who you want to hear from, who are gonna we're gonna focus on the topic of uh, mindset. You know, okay. how do you break free? from certain uh, thought processes that kind of keep you on the fence, keep you, you know, from half or keep you from taking full steps mm-hmm. and make you half step. You know, I've talked about that a couple of times on the yeah. show before. So that's I'm really important. That. That's really important, actually, when you're talking about mindset, because I'm sure there's a lot of people. There are a lot of people in your audience listening to this podcast and so many other episodes um, that you've had before who, you know, they have ideas. They have ideas but they're afraid to put their ideas out yeah, there, yeah. right? They're afraid to, to step outside the box. They're and half-stepping. Yeah, they're half, or they're not stepping at all. Yeah. You know, they see other people doing it, and then they come up with excuses as to why, you know, they can't be the one to do it. And so it and, does and, start with mindset. Right. And when And if you're that person who's listening to this show right now, we're not – you know, pointing at you and making fun of you or anything right. like that. We're we, saying, Lee, you need to come to this summit. Yeah, you need to come to listen this summit. listen to this summit, listen yeah. Listen to the summit and kind of see what other people are doing and find out that there really isn't that big of a difference between what these successful people are doing and what you're doing. We're not making fun of you. We're not, you know, trying to cast aspersions on you. We're mm-hmm. letting you know that we used to be just like that also. Yeah. And it takes time. You know, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you just need to be exposed to people, find out what they used, you know, what they were able to do to get past certain roadblocks in their mind to be uber successful how are they able to be successful without having an mba right right so i'm really excited about that so that's going to be january 20th to the 24th um, there's going to be some other big things coming but so we'll what do you want them to do in order to get the most out of this summit so for them the biggest thing is just continue to pay attention some more information will come out um, via email as well as through the, the future episodes and so forth um, other thing too that I'm excited about is is t-shirts. So I've been talking about this for a while, but merch. <laughs> All right, Doctor Nate, you don't have to laugh so hard. But finally, finally, merchandise is finally coming out. Okay, finally, I don't have a date yet, but it's coming out. And uh, we're going to let people know when they can get some merchandise. And obviously, as soon as people start submitting questions also, mm-hmm. I think what I'll start doing is start getting them shirts also. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a nice They'd idea. Start getting some people rocking some uh, Docs Outside the Box t-shirts. Yeah. It's going to be funky and fly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then Absolutely. get Dapper Dan. <laughs> Dapper Dan to, to, <laughs> to hook him up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, But yeah, so that, that's those are the things that we're really excited about. So listen, we're going to get going. Uh, this is We're getting close to about an hour now. So. Oh gosh, we need to cut this episode. Yeah, we need to get going. We need to go to bed, you know, so... Thank you all for listening to another episode of Docs Outside the Box, specifically Ask Dr. Nee segment. Dr. Renee, thanks for coming on the show. It's always appreciated. Thank you. I love the fact that your audience uh, has requested me by popular demand. Well, <laughs> those IOUs should be coming soon. <laughs> no, thank you all. I really appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> um, I know this is Nee's show and you guys tune in for him, but um, I do appreciate um, you guys allowing me to come on to the show and, and entertain your earbuds. So that's it, guys. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Remember, we only got one life. Let's make it count and live outside the box. Peace. <laughs>